It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Okay, guys. Let's play a little hockey. going to be a rough one this week, folks, because uh, we have a personal tragedy news for me at the end of this show, and the rest of it is just COVID-related, so fun times. Uh, yay! Uh, we have a, uh, a Philadelphia legend signing a contract with an art, with the arch rival, and, uh, and uh, all new, great news in between. Al's wearing a Flyers hat behind me, and... Uh, and that's all, all the flyers you're going to see is tonight on this stream for this week because uh, they're being shut down uh, COVID protocols. So with me, of course, Paul Baker, Fuckman R.I., Kelly Levy. Uh, I follow her um, around the house. She lives here. I don't have to follow her on Twitter. So, so yeah, let's get this. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin here. Uh, I guess uh, we'll, we'll make the NWHL the discussion. I think the NWHL thing's a bigger deal, so I guess we'll end the show with that. So let's start with the, uh, the arch-rival news. Yes, it's true. It's true. Kurt Angle. Uh, the Pittsburgh connection, so I guess that counts. Uh, Ron Hextall is now the general manager for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Anyway, <laughs> rest in peace, bro. Next door. I, you know, I don't know. In all seriousness, I it didn't. First of all, Ron Burke, Dave texted uh, the group in Facebook. You know, and the funny thing about Facebook is, is I'm still banned until March third, and I just we also I set up for Obey the Puck. I restarted the uh, studio page, and I got the Stadium Journey discussion page, the private page for all of us on the show, started back up, and then the next week was immediately banned from Facebook. So now I'm back on the Facebook Messenger thing where I ate the most. But um, he messaged the group, and he thanked the United States for taking Ron Burke out off, off his television. He was hired as the uh, – what was he hired – I didn't even. I just saw Red Hawks, Ron Hextall's name. I didn't even care. What is Ron Burke doing there? 
I don't know. Is he, he's not the GM. Is he the president or something? I don't know. You mean Brian Burke? What did I say? Robert, yeah, Brian Burke, yes. I don't know what Brian Burke's doing either. <laughs> or well, Ron. Dave, Dave already corrected me. He's a Brian Burke. Ron Burke used to be uh, uh, a commentator and reporter on Comcast Sports then. Every time I say Ryan Burke, I said uh, Brian Burke, I say Ron Burke. Every time. Every single time. Brian Burke. Sorry. Well, while you, while you talk, I will try to find out what he's doing. But, yes, Ron Hextall is the GM of uh, – it's really weird. I, I'm trying to find the energy to be upset about the Penguins, and I just am not. And I don't mean this as a knock because um, I also hear, you know, discussions of Crosby, uh, his best playing days are over. I'm like, Crosby's had three years of head trauma, and he's giving you three Stanley Cups. Crosby doesn't know anybody anything anymore, and neither does Malkin. And it's like, I'm trying not to be the Philly guy here, but it's like, shut up. What else do you want? You got it. You're good, man. You're, you're set for years. So uh, I wasn't upset because it's really weird because you see Hextall's success in L.A., right? And then you come to Philly, and it just was like headbutting all the time, you find out. You know, I don't believe 100% the stories that came from the team because it's one, it's it's a he she, he said he said right about what happened after he was let go. But yeah, I don't. You know, other than the arch nemesis, it'll be interesting to see if he can recreate the magic he did in L.A. Because the Penguins, after being on top for so long, if you however they did it, we've talked about that till we've beat that dead horse. It looks like they're they're on the downswing, and um, I guess Ron Hextall is going to fix all that, Paul. <laughs> uh, by the way, Brian Burke was hired as president of hockey operations. Hockey operations, yes. So yeah, yeah so they'll be the management team there. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I, that's I, I I cared for a second, and I was like, I remembered how frustrating it was. It was kind of interesting that with all the names that were being thrown around, they went back to the. Uh, Hey, Kelly, we talk, you talked about this last time, the Old Boys Network. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always going to be someone you already know. <laughs> when, when is the last time that any any of those kind of uh, hirings or whatever surprised you in hockey? When has it ever been an outsider? I, I, I guess I'm thinking um, – and I, I don't know his name, the GM in Columbus. I think he's Swedish or something Tico, like that. Tico Leinen? Yeah, I mean, so. Or Leinen. Used to play for the Bruins. Yeah, he's not, so he's not a hockey outsider, but certainly outside the that old boys network. Um, so, yeah, I guess I wasn't that surprised by it. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean. I don't know. It, is there a better way to troll Philadelphia no. than picking up Hextall and letting him figure out how to bring the Penguins back to, and I say back to, I mean, <laughs> bump them back up into uh, contendership and, and w- win another cup? I mean, that's you pretty. Didn't think, you didn't think three Stanley Cups was enough of a troll job after 2012? Well, no, I just mean that they would do it with a guy who was a flyer, who the Flyers brought in to try to rebuild their team, and then that that went badly. Um, I mean, that's pretty 
that was that's pretty uh that's pretty trollish. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bother me until you mentioned it, and that's kinda of pissing me off, Kel. <laughs> that's just the way they would like it. Listen, fuck Mario Lemieux. No, I'm just <laughs> I, I we have well, our own if someone did he would let it happen and no one would report it. So Yeah, well that's ooh. Old Boys Network. Hooray. Oh, damn it. You know what? I, that's right. Fuck, fuck Mario Lemieux. Actually, I don't take that back. I don't know. You know, it, it's weird to me. I have no feeling. It, it, was, it went so badly at the end that it, it actually, it, I, I, that was my reaction. I was like, huh, look at that. Anyway, you know, the Top Gear thing, the uh, Jeremy Clarkson thing where I'm like, uh-huh. Anyway, we're moving on. It, it doesn't affect me. We have our own things we need to take care of. Our own worst enemy, especially right now, which we'll talk about in a little while, <laughs> yeah, the Flyers' worst enemy are the Flyers. Uh, and in spite of everything, they're still third in the in the division. So what do I know? But, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what Ron can do. Uh, and the thing is, is what I, I was hearing th- – um, the was it hockey guy Kel that we were watching? That was like, do you think Ronald start will have some trades that he'll try to do with Philly because he's like, I want that player here in place of this player. It's going to be interesting. The Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington love triangle of players will continue for another, well, at least three years. <laughs> well, no, I have have those teams traded. Uh, Philly and Pittsburgh, I mean, have they traded? I know free agents wind up on one or the other. Yeah, I, I guess it's more free agents, not really a trade. Like, yeah, you're I right. cannot think of trades. Um, unlike the, the, the Caps and Flyers, just if you play in D.C., there's a good chance you're going to wind up in Philadelphia, especially yeah. during the Murray brother years. I mean, they, oh just, they just ran the Amtrak between the two and yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. moved up, up north or south, so. I mean, the Pittsburgh-Philly thing, and I'm talking about free agents or, you know, otherwise started in the 70s with a hammer. He went right. to Pittsburgh after, you know. Yeah. Bill Clement went to Washington. There you go. <laughs> so the, <laughs> so we're all, a bunch of those caps wound up in Pittsburgh to get a cup. Yeah. So I, I, I knew that, that feeling well. It's like, As, oh, hey, Gonchar has a cup. That's nice. <laughs> As you said, the old boy network. Literally, what you said—it's—it can be taken as an insult, but literally, there's no falsehoods in what you said, Kel. There's zero. Find the lie. You can't. Uh, in other NHL news, Paul, you said it was four teams. So it was the Devils, Sabers, who before the Flyers. Devils, Sabres. Minnesota. Was it Minnesota? I think it was Minnesota. It wasn't Florida, too? No. Oh, no. No, they keep playing. Are you kidding? There's fans at that state. And the funny thing is, is with or without COVID, the same amount of fans are watching. Was, or was it Carolina? I mean, who's been affected this year or who is currently? Current this season, since this season started. Dallas. Oh, it's more than four. Dallas. Yeah. It was Dallas. Dallas, Carolina. Colorado. Florida was at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, well, the point at is, is <laughs> at, yeah, add Philly, add the Flyers to that list. Vegas. Uh, it's everybody but the Canadian division. 
because Canadians, the Canadian government was like, nah, not yet. <laughs> Chill that out for a second. Uh, I don't want to say I'm numb to all of it now. And I think I am going through this weird, I, I don't want to say the word acceptance, but yeah, acceptance. Listen, the league, if I protested or if I supported it, the league was going to start with or without my gigantic ass uh, watching it, period. So it, it's not about that. I, I, I would love to live in this fantasy where I say, hey, the, the, the vaccine's here. Why don't we just wait? But, you know, the NHL can't afford to. We know that's a fact. Um, so I'm so accepted, like, this is going to happen. But then I think about Claude Drew, who, and it was Claude Drew and Justin Braun that was added to the COVID protocol list in Philadelphia. I think of those two, and they're young kids, and they're, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this anymore. So I hope they're okay, and I hope it's quick so you don't lose footing as far as sports-wise. But I I just don't know how to feel about it anymore, Kelly. Well, it's kind of weird. Um, uh, I guess this perspective is definitely skewed because uh, I follow the the caps, if anything, in the NHL. Um, Definitely the way to do it is to have somebody test positive. Because that way the team just shuts down. If you're if players are caught breaking protocol, those players are suspended for four games and they can't be used, and the team has to play on shorthanded, which the Caps have been going through. They had the four players out, and then just normal injuries and uh, stuff like that. So you get to really work out that taxi squad and call call ups and waivers and all those things. So I, I think you know from a tactical standpoint. And let's face it, a lot of these teams are thinking about this now. The way to do it is have someone test positive and maybe then just, like, have a chicken pox party for the team. Let everybody get sick at the same time and and take two weeks off. And then you get to practice because Buffalo is actually getting to practice now that they're off of protocol (laughs) uh, before they play, which the other teams haven't been able to do because they're playing every other day. It's just – it's a mess. It's a joke. Oh. And what are the implications? Like Buffalo, you mentioned Buffalo, Kelly. Uh, they feel like they've got exposed. They got their positive test as a result of playing the Devils, who had guys who were positive and didn't know it yet. So, right, yeah. But I think that was basically similar to the the Flyers-Caps thing where the mm. they did testing before the Caps-Flyers game on Sunday. They found a positive on the Flyers, I forget which player it was, but there was one positive, I guess, I don't know, I'm assuming the Caps were tested, I think everyone's being tested, but this one was a rapid test right before the game, so he's found positive, he doesn't play in the game, no one else tests positive, but everybody else who was eligible plays, and then you, yeah, so now you've got two other Flyers testing positive, Uh, I haven't heard anything about the Caps, but I'm sure that will come. Nothing yet. (laughs) It was Sanheim on Sunday, Kel, and then, and I said, how many days does it take for the Flyers to shut down? And I said five. (laughs) It was three. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's 
the nature of the virus. We we all know this. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you were saying, Paul, the, the Sabres, as, as far as they know, um, they they were following protocols, doing what they had to do, and were exposed in a game against the Devils where the same kind of thing happened. A, a player tests positive, they play a game, and then uh, just a rash of right. Devils wind up uh, testing positive. So it had really spread throughout that team. Um, yeah. And now I believe there's two referees from that game yeah. who have now been who have now been diagnosed, which, you know, so that's fun because they make millions of dollars. Right. And we knew this was going to happen. I, I mean, the league set up the schedule the way they did the, in anticipation that teams right. were going to have to shut down at certain times, so they put a lot of flexibility into the schedule. Right. Hey, how about the Flyers? They're supposed to go play in Lake Tahoe outside, what, next weekend? That didn't happen. Yeah. No. Guarantee it's not happening. It can't happen. Oh, I see you both say that. Yeah, <laughs> I was just exactly. saying, as I was saying that, I'm like, that'll probably happen. Uh, you know those rules we made? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, like, they, they've ahead, already, uh, well, it's not the same league, but um, that was, I think, there's not a, a ton of anger on the cap side, because as I said, there's been, the there was a protocol issue before. Um, but there was kind of a general, like, why was the game played if there was a positive? Um, with, the, with the, you know, and Sandheim had been had been playing regularly, practicing with the team, all these instances where they're not protection and spacing and all that kind of stuff. Why play the game? Oh, yeah, because it was a Sunday national game at noon on Super Bowl Sunday. They're, they're not pulling that game at the last minute, even though quote, unquote, due to an abundance of caution, <laughs> which is what they should say whenever they shut down a, a team for some period of time. Well, how bad am I supposed to feel about this? Like, it's the selfish thing where I want my hockey, but at the same time, I again, I, I would have much preferred this weird fantasy world where they just waited a couple more months. But you know, I'm not allowed to live in fear or be be. Uh, don't uh, be a sheep, Dan. Which is, yeah, don't be a sheep. <laughs> they'll all, they'll all be fine. All young people recover from it perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell my friend that. Yeah. Yeah. And all their relatives and friends and family members, they all recover too. Cases friends. Everybody's fine. It's all fine. We're all okay. fine here now. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm telling you, and it won't stop it either. They they might pause the league, but it's going to take somebody dropping dead. It's going to take one of these guys in a couple of months who's had it now, who has one of these, who has one of the long term issues that they can't really test for that much. I'm I'm sure they're testing for the uh, is it myo my, myochondria whatever the heart issue is. But that might be the only thing that might pause it. And I don't even think that would stop it at this point. Yeah, Matt Matt said, yup. But right before you said that, he said part of that problem is that they will mostly be fine, and that further spreads the shitty inf- misinformation about the virus. And then he further agreed with what you just said. It's going to take somebody dropping dead. Hmm. Uh, and then he – well, no, didn't that – what sport was it, the college kid? 
and he he was okay, but football, yeah, yeah, football didn't, yeah, yeah. Fo- football didn't stop. Yeah, because it is the NCAA. So much money, too much money out there. Man, heck, heck, I do PA one of my you know in my other one of my other lives. I do PA for a Division three college basketball team. That's right. Yes, and the and they're just playing. There's we ha- we play in a nine team conference. Only six of the teams are playing. So you're playing five games home and five games on the road. That's all you're playing. And the amount of rescheduling and machinations that have brought us so far to the schedule. And I think, what are we, two weeks in? And we've already had four games postponed. It's just ridiculous. And, and, this, this, and, and we've got no money to be made. But we're still pressing ahead. And they're still trying to force this season on everybody's throats. I mean, I'm I'm grateful. I'm making a little extra money. I'm getting out of the house. I'm getting to see some games. So I'm I'm loving it. But the amount of emails I get every day from the athletic director saying, uh, no, game Wednesday canceled the schedule to March 1st. Uh, oh, wait, no, next Saturday's game is now – the women's game is now four. The men's game is now one because the state of Rhode Island needed to give their the Rhode Island college team a 72-hour window from their last test. It, it's just been unbelievable to watch. Right. Them try and what's going to happen at the end of the season when we get up against the deadline? And this is what's going to happen in the NHL too. You got all these teams now, you know, shutting down and rescheduling games. What's going to happen at the end when you're up against that deadline? Are the teams going to end up playing, you know, three and three or four and five like in the minor leagues? Just they're either going to do that or they're going to have to shorten the season even yeah. twenty more games or something. And they said that was part of the reason they're only doing a fifty-six game season is to give them that flexibility. They should have halved it. They should have yeah. evenly halved it. 40 games. Yes. Yep. I, I'm with you. And, and spread those 40 games out more. Yes. Yes. I just love that their logic was, well, you know, social distancing is such. It kind of goes back to the thing we talked about with Ovi last week where – did we talk about it last week? I can't even – it's all merging. Where yes. – yeah, okay, so they – they can be with each other on the team, but they can't be in a room together after right. the game. So you can't – the whole point of the, the is to socially distance. And do, 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 do. I know it's a contact sport, but we're still going to keep everybody apart, but we're going to play games back-to-back. What the – this is – it's like in my, in my head the logic is if you have your – if you have your uniform on, you're protected. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're participating in a, in a um a monitored team activity, they're wearing N95 uniforms, Kelly. It's it's okay, <laughs> but as soon as you go back to your hotel room, you are no longer safe. You have to wear a mask and stay separate, and you can't even you can't hang out with your friends. It, it makes no goddamn sense. No, no, Just it is perfect metaphor for the NHL's entire existence. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Hey, speaking of Ovi, yeah. is he the oldest looking 35 year old on the planet or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were watching the game and like he took his helmet off at one point or something and he's so gray. <laughs> and there's a, how old is Ovechkin? He's, what is he, in his 40s? I was like, I don't think so. We had to look it up. 35. What? Yeah. You guys get used to 35 because that guy's going to be on the top of that fucking list before his career is over. I guarantee he's going to beat it. I don't know. I guarantee he's going to be second. If He's going to be sniffing Wayne Gretzky's jock. That's Wayne Gretzky soon. made COVID. 
So Ovi couldn't catch him. Oh, it's a Canadian thing. That's it. It's a Canadian plot to get a Stanley Cup in, back into Canada after 28 years. You sons of bitches. Yeah, a Canadian team is automatically in the semifinals. Now. You all blaming the liberals and the left and the right have battles those goddamn Canadians. I see. I I know your game. Put that up on the QAnon site. <laughs> Puckanon. <laughs> yeah, Puckanon. <laughs> uh, Matt says we're just so fucking uh, obstinate about the whole thing. Uh, we would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you, buddy. <laughs> that was Matt. <laughs> we, we, if, you, if one of us had the skills to do it, have a meme of one of us pulling off the, the mask. And it's Gretzky. Uh, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> By the way, uh, Kelly, Dave said it's cardiomyopathy. Cardiomyopathy. I can't say the word because Cardi- words are hard. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, yeah, Dave, I'm watching I'm watching you, Great White North. I'm on to you, COVID. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Trump was just doing some misdirection by calling it the China virus. Yeah, huh? yeah. It was actually the – it was the – uh, It was COVID, eh? COVID, eh? COVID, eh? Speaking of uh, postponements, this one really, really hurts for a multitude of reasons. And I don't even know to begin with this. I don't know how much we can say, Paul, because of your association with the Boston Pride. Uh, I'll just put out the disclaimer. Anything that I say is in no way, shape, or form an official league or Boston Pride position. I know nothing. I am a lowly game day employee, so any opinions voiced are solely my own. Well, here's my opinion. This fucking sucks. <laughs> That's my opinion. Um, the It was the day before their national debut on NBC. And I think that's what kind of nails it home harder, is yeah, that they were, doing, right yeah. they were doing great on Twitch. Uh, the Barstool thing got them more views on Twitch. They, they were doing well for the league of their size, and they were right there. And National was finally going to say, this is what we got. The games looked good. It was competitive. It was fun. And then you found out that there really wasn't a bubble. <laughs> yeah. And well, there was a bubble for some teams. I mean, as we'll get as yeah, we go no, through the conversation. Paul, Paul, as our resident NWHL news update desk. Well, it appears that it, you know, you know, in the NWHL, two of the teams are privately owned. Yes. And four are centrally owned. So Toronto and Boston are privately owned. The other four teams were informed, apparently, that you can have kind of a taxi squad going on. And some players, as long as they had been practicing with the team all along and they were following the protocols and the quarantines and testing negative and everything they needed to do, they were eligible for a call-up during the tournament. And so that's what happened. Um, which I forget which team did it first. I think it was the Riveters. Was it the Riveters or was it Buffalo? But anyway, one of the teams brought in a player. And, uh, you know, the Toronto and the Boston franchises are like, what's going on? You can't do that. Hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Connecticut brought in, tried to bring in a bunch of players, and that's when all hell broke loose. We'll get into that. 
Well, get into it. This is, we're talking about it now, man. I didn't think we were done with the, with the first part. No, but no, yeah, let's we'll, uh, get it all out there, man. Sure, and then a few days later, right before – well, it was after Metro withdrew, Connecticut brought in three or four players right before the uh, the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> I and this is this is where the story gets a little muddy. Now we know the Metropolitan Riveters withdrew because they had some positive COVID tests. Yeah. Right. I mean, and because of privacy issues, and rightfully so, we don't know who they were. And none of your goddamn business. Oh, right. On board with that, hundred percent. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. This isn't uh, the NHL with the C- CBA in in place, and you know all that stuff. The, the these players have to go back to their jobs and their lives. None of our damn business, right? Yep, exactly. exactly. Um, but then a few days later, when this all happened, Connecticut announced they were bringing some players in from outside the bubble to play. Now, you've got two two competing reports. Remember, these are all just conjecture. This is all Twitter talk. This is all rumors. I don't know which one's this true. This is all allegedly. I am not presenting anything as fact, okay? No, this is what we've heard. So, and this was really the problem the league had was, was the, the communication. Yeah, slightly. The, the communication was really left up to their show, social media managers. Yeah. Which is really not the way to do it. No. But anyway. Um, so, you heard that Connecticut withdrew because of COVID concerns. Some positive tests. But then, you know, you know how the internet works and stuff. There was some feeling out there that this was actually the team. This was kind of a mutiny by the team saying, look, we've all seen the movie Miracle, right? Remember at the end when Herb Brooks tries to bring the players in at the last second and they all they corner him outside the bus and say, look, we're a family. We've been busting our ass for, for eight months here for you. And now you're going to bring somebody in a week before the tournament? I hear it was kind of along those lines that Interesting. the Connecticut players protested that, hey, we've been doing this all along and now – you're going to bring somebody in halfway through the tournament? No, we're out. So which one is true? Don't know. But those are the two lines of rumors that are out there. Interesting. Disappointment and anger. I really don't have anything else to say because it is rumors and it is – we may never get the whole story – I'm more worried about the long term. <laughs> and that that isn't why the, the tournament got shut down, because even after Connecticut left, they had four teams. And they were going to do their playoffs, like you said. The semifinals and the finals were scheduled to be on NBC Sports Network. They were going to do it, and they were going to have some great matchups. Boston and Minnesota were matched up. Buffalo and Toronto were matched up. <laughs> Buffalo-Toronto, what a nice rivalry right there. Um <laughs> But then uh, right before they were going to play, like you said, was it 24 or 48 hours before the semifinals? There was an outbreak of positive COVID tests, and the state and the the arena and the league decided, nope, we got to shut it down. Okay. So two years in a row, right before the finals, oh, nothing. Okay, so here's my thought. Here, here, Here's my first thing. Actually, so you know what? We'll get to that last. Um they said the words postponed. I've not said seen the words canceled outright yet. Well, that's what they said last year too, Dan. From March, that, right, right. September. But is there a ch- is there a chance 
that you might get a game in. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I would I would say no, just because as we've spoken about, these players all have day jobs. Yeah. Uh, and what would you do? Would you just take the top two teams? Would you take Toronto and Minnesota? And say, all right, have a one-day tournament or a two-day uh, tournament, excuse me. Or a weekend tournament. You yeah. know, maybe something like that could work. Bang it out. Bang yeah. it out. You're not going anywhere until two days from now. Yeah, the logistics would have to be worked out. But that would be the only way they could do it. You couldn't rebubble everybody. Kelly, you're, how, are you, how are you feeling about all this being the resident lady of the show? Well, let me just say. Let me just, you with the I'm boobies. Not, tell me what you're not think. shopping. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's a commercial that's running on some of the YouTube videos we're watching, Paul. What the, what the hell company is it, Kel? It, I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't want to get, but it's like, did you're, it's just, it's literally a lingerie shop. But the way they present it is, it's this dude telling you, does your lady like to shop and feel good about And I'm like, well, that's not what that's for. <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. So Kelly and I have this on-running joke like, well, you know, I like to shop about this. So anyway, I was just explaining the reference. Lingerie, right. biggest waste of money because it never ends up staying on longer than 10 seconds. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, don't spend that much money on lingerie. All right, comes out wearing lingerie, boom, it's on the floor. I'm 15 ready. minutes, uh, $15 <laughs> for about 10 minutes, five minutes of looking, two minutes of playing, and then the rest, you're off. Matt, you leave lingerie on longer? Well, that's another discussion for another time. Anyway, Kelly. It makes me the, feel pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it on. Well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> sure. Go ahead, Joe. Back to back to the. Where, where did we just go there for a minute? Huh? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I'm just I'm sad for for the league. I'm sad for the 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 women who, you know, played by the rules, obeyed the rules. Um, you know, shut their lives down for for I guess the two weeks that uh, this was going to take maybe well longer I'm assuming they probably did the practice or whatever like, like, like three weeks basically to kind of get ready you know or whatever um, and then, then to have it all all fall apart right before actually getting national television exposure the first national TV exposure that just that that's just terrible and yeah Kelly I do feel horrible for the for the players who were following the rules I mean you know being a associated with the Boston Pride, I do hear a little bit more about them, and I, I saw videos of Jillian Dempsey, who's a school teacher, teaching her classes from her hotel room in Lake wow. Placid. Uh, Jenna Rowe, who actually broke her wrist during the tournament, uh, she works as an occupational therapist at a at a hospital, at a place in uh, New Hampshire, and you know her Skype or FaceTime, Zooming or whatever with with her clients. Yeah. Back at a place to work. So the the sacrifices these players made and then just to have that rug pulled out at the end is just yeah, it makes you feel terrible. Yeah, it, it it sucks. And and these are not as you guys have said, these aren't uh, millionaire athletes. They're you know, they they make a, a very small amount of money for, for playing the sport that they are the best in the world at. Um because they have a pair of boobs. Well, but I mean, so they they have uh, an occupation that actually pays the bills for. I would say probably ninety nine percent of them do something else other than uh, other than play hockey or, or have sponsorships that 
fit to pay them some amount of money or whatever. So, yeah, it's just... Mark my words, and if this comes up social justice I don't give a shit. If they don't get another chance, just based on the history of the world and how things go, you're never going to hear the end of it from me. <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> they, I'm sure they won't, um, and this will be – somehow this will be the justification for the NHL to step in because the NHL is so good at COVID. <laughs> yeah. You know, the NHL is not good at scheduling things. The NHL is so good at figuring shit out, they should run that shit show. Kelly, that actually brought me right into the next point I wanted to make. Um, and the, the, the schism that we've talked about in women's hockey many times. Now, the PW, I'm going to mix up, PWPHA, their, their point of contention has always been, from day one, the NWHL is a poorly run organization. Right. Does this add fuel to their fire? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I believe the, the PWPHA has a they have a TV, TV deal now because they're going to do what they did last year. They're going to do basically a, a barnstorming tour and play in, in a couple locations across the U.S. and Canada, put on exhibitions or, or what, maybe they're not exhibitions or whatever. But they're going to go with their business model. I hadn't heard they have like TV contract. That's awesome. I believe I believe they they're going to be on TV somewhere. But that was my first thought. It's like, oh, does this just prove the point? That they've been making all along. It does prove the point, and rightfully so. Good. Now prove them wrong. Or, or, my bad, the shit out of it, get back in their good graces and get back on the same page. Because let's face it, National Women's Hockey, women's sports in general, is always going to be under this microscope because, you know, ladies. <laughs> Whatever. I don't. I, I, I I can't fathom the logic, but whatever. I know you get people can throw the monetary thing, and it's not worth as much. I get it. I look at the national women's soccer team, and I tell them to kiss my ass. But whatever. Uh, I just know that looking at the history of other national leagues is I'm going to need at least one more makeup year before you'd be like, you know what, we're not done. We're done with them. At least one to the five thousand for the dudes. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Uh, but I'm uh, uh, Paul. Just to add into what you were saying, I hope this is a thing where the NA, NWHL acknowledges that. Yeah, kind of need some help. Hey, can we can we meet? Can we talk a little bit? And they start talking again because um, that'd be great. Because yeah, the, the two leagues are not working. They need each other. Look what happened in lacrosse. The same kind of thing happened in lacrosse, and now the two leagues are back together. But one took over the other. But, yeah, now they're Whatever. back to one league. And you know what? I don't care who takes over who as long as uh, it, the CWHL situation doesn't happen. You know what I mean? You have a good start. Lots of flaws. But we know that the audience is there, and we know people will come. And, and the, the product was there, and it was fantastic and entertaining, yeah. And the PWPHA also proved to you that people will come out. 
work together. The, now we see the flaws, and now we know. And I know business and money are also – It's listen, on this basic level of no money in entertainment, there's always this going on. I can't imagine what it is even at that level. Uh, I hope somebody goes, let's have a chat <laughs> before it's too late. We're dependent on each other. Let's do – let's take what we're both doing well, combine it. And figure it out. Because yeah. I need another Isabel Cup champion, and I'm going to need a, a woman's hockey team in Philadelphia. Thanks. Just saying. You know, or locally, and they just open that new practice, that new facility up that could do it. Just saying. D.C. metro area. What do I know? Uh, I think we covered it all this week. I don't. Oh, no, the AHL. I forget the AHL. The AHL is starting up. Oh, you know what? Let's begin this conversation like this, then. We get it, Henderson. You're the Silver Knights. We get it. Silver's in your name. You didn't have to put on the worst-looking helmets in hockey's creation ever to prove the point that you were, once again, the Silver Knights with the silver helmets because you're Knights and you're Silver from Henderson. That is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And we've seen some ugly, ugly jerseys and, and, and helmet combination. We have talked about ugliest jerseys in the world, and those helmets are the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm loving all these 1 o'clock games Providence are, is having. Kelly? Um, yeah, it, it was nice to see a Bears game. <laughs> There's only been one. So... Uh, I, it, it will be nice to see another one at some point. That'll that'll be fun. Hey, you I, know, that one ended well, though. I would look forward to that. Yeah, that was pretty much how games went last year for the Bears, too. <laughs> the whole game. I'll on. play the other team for, you know, the entirety of the game, and then one, one really great shot. Uh, ties it up and then lose it in overtime. The whole game, Paul, I'm like, these goddamn phantoms. It's just like the fucking talking flyers. And fuck. ah! <laughs> She's like, I goddamn told you. Shut up. <laughs> like, ah. Listen, yeah, I, AHL... I think the amount of AHL hockey I'll see is negligible this year, even though I have the AHL live package. AHL TV is still the best uh, live hockey app out there. I said it. I'm going to stick to it. I that first. I will watch way more of that. I, I, I just have no patience with the. All the teams are at one on a weekday. Oh. Well, yeah, that I mean that that stinks for people you know who have to work a job. What what a concept. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the I was uh, I wanted to mention this. The NHL um, stuff is it's just maddening to me for all the reasons we've already gone over. Uh, the other thing that is absolutely driving me insane in regards to the NHL is the nonstop betting stuff. It is everywhere. They're running it on the, the, the thing under the score thing underneath every commercial in the commercial break is a betting app. Uh, they're running constant uh, pop-ups during the game of who's the 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 top bet to win the cup or to I'm like oh it just I it makes me not feel good I I just don't like it I know I have no problem with people betting I don't care about that but it's just it's everywhere and it's really really making me not want to watch any of that all of the channels that are covering NHL it's 
all of the cha- – and I'm talking about regional and national. Their personality is now betting. All of it. And I don't know why. It's all betting. Well, I mean, I know why. It's a sponsorship. But it's like it's it's all – they, it's all based on betting what they think. What's going to happen in the second period? The betting line says, blah, 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 I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay, that's enough. I don't know. I guess that's the new reality for how hockey's funding itself or whatever, but I, that's, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to watch that. There's, there's, it's really the only thing I can do, so I won't watch it. There's no part of me that thinks this will go away. No. After COVID, after, you know, no. we're starting to – I know that you you can't fool me into thinking that the helmet advertisements are going away. No fool. And I'm going to be honest with you, least of my problems. I don't even notice. I'm not even looking at – I'm not looking – every time it's closed, I'm like, where's the fucking advertisement? It's bothering me so much. I'm not doing that. So it's not, you know, not bothering well, me that much. Yeah, I mean, AHL fans are like, what? There's only one? (laughs) (laughs) European fans are like, come on. Amateurs. (laughs) Get together. What's wrong with you? So slow. Well, with that being said, I think we're done for uh, another two weeks. Then we got. uh, We're crossing over. Is it crossing over? Was it the 16th and the 23rd, right? Yep. Yeah, we're, going, so, we're going there, and then they're coming here. So next week on Stadium Journey, it'll be us. And then the week after that on Obey the Puck, it'll still be us for Stadium Journey. So there's going to be three weeks of hockey. What we're going to talk about, we haven't decided yet, but we'll figure it out. I, I'll let somebody else do that. High lie. <laughs> Have you covered high lie? They'll, huh? never, they'll never expect a hockey podcast. Obey the high lie ball. There you go. Hello, uh, obey the pelota. <laughs> Is, is highlight still a thing? In, yeah, sure. In, I'm sure like, somewhere. In New England? No, it, it used to be in Newport. It used to be actually right near where I live a couple oh. times over. And uh, we actually went once. Yeah. And we followed the betting advice that an old guy gave us. Never bet on the American. And, there you go. Probably, and he was right. Probably a good idea, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was the stupidest sport I've ever seen. <laughs> All um, right. And, and it was so obviously crooked. Because these guys at some some plays would, would climb the wall and make this catch and this acrobatic throw and everything. And then other times, easy one. Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was just an excuse to go out and blow some money. And, uh, you know, it was like scratching lottery tickets. Sometimes, you, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you won't. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing a high live podcast. I'm going to have to read up on the subject. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. I have, to catch have you ever seen Highlight, Dan? No, I've seen it on Jackass. It's yeah, it's like three walls with the open because that's where all the people sit and watch, and you got to throw the ball against the front wall, and it bounces off, and you catch it in your big banana, <sighs> throw it back, and the other guy has right. to catch it, and I think it can bounce once. And or maybe oh, where can people out. follow you? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, where can people follow you on Twitter? Me. They can yeah. follow me and all my highlight musings at Puckman R.I. <laughs> I love it. Pelota Man R.I. <laughs> is Pelota uh, Ball or is that the, the banana thing that they use? I forget. I don't know. Pelota yes. means ball, doesn't it? Does anybody speak Spanish here? No. Not here. 
Follow me on Twitter at DanLaw83. The Obey Puck Podcast is at Obey Puck Show on Twitter. Facebook.com, for those who can use it, at Obey the Puck. BOSBNation.com to listen to the podcast, or if you're on your smartphone, open up the podcast app, or go to Spotify, type in VOC Nation Radio Network. Listen while you sleep. I don't care. Give us the ratings. Turn it on. Yeah. Turn it on. Go to Turn bed. it on. Press play, set the sleep timer, and go to sleep. I don't care. Just listen, and then tell all your friends it was the greatest show you've ever heard. For Paul Baker and Kelly, <laughs> I went to. I don't know where I came. For Paul Baker. <laughs> for Paul Baker. For Paul Baker and Kelly Levy. I'm above our screen, Dan Calchico. We will see you next week with Stadium Journey. Have a good night. Hey, this is a Total Package of Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, didn't get pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is 
the VOC Nation Radio Network.